Hello, naughty monkeys. You know what? Not only are the folks at AdamAndEve.com sweethearts for sponsoring this episode and therefore helping me get to conferences and such to procure more information and knowledge for your brain spaces, but they're also offering a kick-ass deal to listeners. So it's a four-part sweet deal, but super important. If you go to AdamAndEve.com, shop around, you got to remember to type in sex nerd at checkout to get 50% off almost any item. Free shipping, three free adult DVDs, and an extra super secret special gift. Who knows what it is? And FYI, because I know folks think about this, in terms of packaging and credit card statements, adamandeve.com sends your goodies in plain unmarked packaging. I know that people worry about this, so I just want to make sure. Uh, only their address is on the return label. And on your credit card statement, it will say Adam Mail, Mail M-A-I-L, which is pretty unassuming too. So if you're a shy monkey, no one will know you're doing the grown-up. So, go to adamandeve.com, type in sex nerd at checkout, and get four awesome bonuses. 50% off almost any item, free shipping, three free DVDs, and a super secret gift. That's just awesome. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Uh, Naughty Monkeys! This episode is extra naughty. I'm so excited, you don't even know. Uh, Okay, we're going to be talking about roleplay today, but first, some dates. Uh, I have a lot of amazing stuff going on uh, on Thursday, October 11th, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out. I'm going to be in UCSB, University of uh, Santa Barbara, uh, with Love Campus at Corin Pavilion. So if you know anyone at UCSB, tell them to come on out. 11 a.m. I'm talking about oral sex. 1.30 p.m. I'm talking about sex toys. It's going to be tons of fun. And then that night, I'm back at Meltdown to do Sex Nerds Unite. So if you're in L.A., dude, seriously, um, this is very important. We're going to crowdsource the audience and talk about all these crazy emails I get, and we're going to have tons of fun. And Pleasure Chest has given me lots of cool prizes, some stuff you can put in your butt. Uh, and You can put anything in your butt, I know. No, not if it's uh, flared, not flared, because then it was, uh, you whatever. could be sad. I have a lot of stuff We've in talked about We talk about butt stuff a lot. Damn. You and me? Yeah. We do talk about butt stuff. They know. They naughty monkeys know. Don't put it in your butt unless there's a flare base. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what do you what do you have going on? I have in a watermelon in my butt. What? Oh. Uh whoa. I whoa, <laughs> I know. It's small. Uh my butt. <laughs> it's small. Okay. Um it's I uh Thursday, October eleventh through Saturday, October thirteenth, I'll be in the San Francisco Comedy and Burrito Festival. Um <laughs> And uh, you can go to sfcomedyandburritofestival.com or to my website, davetotheross.com, uh, and go to the show's page. It'll list where I'm at. It's going to be great. Like, if you're in San Francisco, you should come. Uh, all the venues are in the Mission District, and all my friends are on the lineup. Like, lots of funny people. It's great. And then actually on that Sunday, October 14th, I'm performing in a street fair called, I think, Sunday Streets Berkeley. Uh yeah, I know, which seems like I'll be juggling or spinning plates or something like that. Yeah, she's looking at me like I'm crazy. But no, it'll just be, uh, yeah, SundayStreetsBerkeley.com. At Berkeley? There's a bunch of, yeah, in Berkeley, on the corner of some streets that I'm forgetting. But it, it'll be on my website, And too. then go to the Cheese Board, which is an amazing cooperative pizza place that has the best pizza ever. I have heard about that. Do the they have some, okay. 
Don't they have some kind of peanut butter pizza? Look, I know that we have a show to talk about sex and we yeah, have there's role playing coming up. Wonderful guests here, but but is that the place with the peanut butter pizza? Because no, I don't think so. Because this place has one kind of pizza per day, and people line up around the block because it's so good. Okay, so good. Anyway, and there's jazz at lunchtime. Okay. Uh, also, uh, again, uh, send me your stories of how this podcast has uh, touched you um, uh, consensually. Sexnerdsandra at gmail.com. Also, Amazon wish list. I've got one. If you want to send me a hug through the mail, I like cool things. Uh, yeah. Sexnerdsandra at gmail.com on Amazon.com. Yes. Anyway, uh, we have Emily Pryor and Tim Woodman here in the studios. Howdy. Hello. Hey, welcome back, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank yeah, you welcome back. It's been a while. Uh, hardcore role play last time we were talking yeah. about. Yeah, we got into it. We were like talking rape about and murder, rape murder and play. Stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Hell yeah. So intense. And now that Halloween is stuff. coming. Tested yes. my understanding of what role play was. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. No, that was an amazing episode. And actually, I got a lot of people. I don't know if you, you two received um, emails from that episode, but a lot of people were really happy. And I, you forwarded a couple to us. Actually. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool of you. Appreciate yeah, it. because you talked about a lot of taboo fantasies that people have that, that they feel shame around about, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm cool, even though I have this rape fantasy going on. I want to get taken over and I'm held like, captive." Thank God for yeah. you. That's how I make my living. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so you for having stuff. that fantasy. So if you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't listened to that uh, episode uh, <laughs> way back when, um, Emily, tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing lately. And where people can find you. Oh, wow. Um, well, I'm the director of the Center for Positive Sexuality. So mm-hmm. people can go to positivesexuality.org and find me there. Um, I was in D.C. a couple of weekends ago at the Woodhall Sexual Freedom Alliance Conference. Where I got oh, I heard that was awesome. T-shirt. That's a great shirt. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. Um, yeah, Me and Nina Hartley. And, like, you know, everybody else at the conference has these shirts. Um <laughs> But it sounds cooler when you just when say, it's just say it's me, me and Nina. Me and you know. Nina. We have these shirts. If you didn't hear, it says sex geek uh, sex just across geek. the front yeah, in like college right font. on the boobs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a great conference and I got to present there with a colleague of mine. Uh, we have a paper coming out, uh, you know, academic journal kind of Ooh. paper. On, um, Smart is sexy. Yeah. On, on uh, being sex positive about sexual minorities. Oh, wow. And so we did a workshop on how to create a sex-positive atmosphere in your workplace, classroom, et cetera, et cetera. What is the term, I'm sorry, what does the term sexual minorities refer to? Uh, Specifically, um, we, in the paper, we're talking about people who have either been victims of sexual assault um, or people who practice BDSM or people who are non-monogamous or... Sure, okay. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So anyone Um, who's not practicing... Weirdos. Regular mainstream yeah, sex. Um, like, it's right. interesting weirdos. that uh, someone who's been a victim of sexual violence, violence is now part of that group. Because they have, I mean, none of they have specific needs. Right. And what was really interesting, there was a woman who was in our workshop who loved the workshop and said she works with women who are victims of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said it's so difficult to talk about sex in a positive way in a space where everybody's coming in because of some negative sexual experience Mm. and to help them regain a sense of self and, and a healthy place and that sex can be good again, um, is difficult to maneuver. And so she really liked getting some really hands on ways of talking about sex and, and getting people to open up and interact and actually explore who they are sexually in a positive way. And to help bring that out as opposed to huh. dwelling on 
uh, sex negative behavior sure. or incidences. So I wonder if sexually curious or sex nerdy type attitude holding people are minorities or the majority of people to, to be honest it's I'm, i mean of course we don't have a census at all but um what has been my experience is that almost everyone ends up falling into some sexual minority care sure totally. you know area well, um, in fairness if there's no majority at all then everyone's a minority mm-hmm. right or everyone is the norm right <laughs> you know if, if 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 no one is the norm then by default everyone is the norm would so right. would sexual subgroup be a synonym to use for sexual minority I suppose. I mean, it depends on, you know, the way that we were phrasing it there is because we were dealing with policy. You know, we're in D.C., so we're dealing with people who are dealing with policy and dealing with that kind of stuff. And so to use a term like minority helps to get across the need for filling this niche. Senators love words like that. They love words like that. And hopefully, you know, we'll get money someday. And where can people find um, more about what you do and and all that? Um, If they go to positivesexuality.org, they'll find all of our stuff. And and I post frequently. You know, we have a Facebook page and we have a Twitter and all that fun stuff. Um, And they'll, you know, I post when things get published and when we're going to conferences and when we're doing all that kind of stuff. And I just did a lecture last week. At College of the Canyons on fetishism, Ew. sacred and sexual objects of desire. <gasps> cool. Okay, so, that needs to be an episode. So That's that was my so list. fun. That's my wish list of <laughs> things to talk about. I had, an, I had a nice, you know, I had like fifty people in a in a lecture hall. Oh, that's great. That was fun. It's kind of bunch fun. of scared little college students. Sure, yeah. I didn't know what was going on when I was in college. <laughs> you know? Suddenly, so it's like shoes. Let's talk about shoes. You're <laughs> wearing them. Let's <laughs> talk about it to get them. No, it was great. Yeah. I talked about shoe fetish and talked mm-hmm. about all kinds of stuff and talked about what other objects end up being fetishized. Um, and that's what is the most uh, is there an object that you can say is the most commonly fetishized <laughs> object? Is it shoes? Are we talking sexually or religiously speaking? Oh, that's interesting. I, sexually, uh, religiously because fetish works in both ways. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> um, well, and yeah, more yeah. than those two ways, I would imagine. Right, but technically speaking, sex. We're, we're, it, it's either it's either sex or religion. Oh, really? I, the word fetish can refer to uh, a religious obsession. Absolutely, I didn't originally know that. Did. Originally, that's, that's it where did. the word comes from. From oh. from anthropology, a fetish is the sacred worship worship of an object. Oh, I didn't know that. So ah. whether it's an icon, a statue, cross, <laughs> sure, a I book, see. certain things, these are fetish objects. Oh man. Um, so most people within those religions don't agree with that, but it's true. <laughs> right. Can we, can we guess what the most common fetishized object is? Um, religious speaking, I, it's hard to say because I don't know how many people do they're, what. They don't but care about religion. Sexually, uh, it seems to be shoes. It seems, oh. seems to be shoes. By and large. Interesting. Yeah. By and large. And then if you're going parts, body parts. I wonder what it is about our chemistry that makes us so drawn to feet. I don't know. You know? I, making my mm-hmm. having my fun with the Amazon wish list, I was like putting like these shoes on there, and I'm all like, I don't have a shoe fetish, but I was like, oh god, these make me so hot. <laughs> I was just like, do I have yeah. a these are such shoe? shoes? These are I want I want these so. Oh, it was weird. It was kind of yeah, but I was okay yeah, with it. it seems seems to be that shoes are the most common. Cool. Well, thank you for all your work there. Sure, definitely. That's fun. Tim, howdy. How are things? Things are good. Are you still a evil man about town? I am still a professional villain and doer of evil deeds. Yeah. 
I'm thinking of trying to buy the rights to the ACDC song, but I think that's going to be an uphill battle. Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. <laughs> my life story. Wow, man. That would be... <laughs> um, my life story. You bought an ACDC song. Wouldn't that be... Uh, that's that's be above incredible. my tax bracket at this time, but a, a villain can dream, you know. I met a guy who... Uh, I met a guy on the bus who is the lead singer of an ACDC tribute band called LACDC. <laughs> okay, sure. Nice. Maybe sure. you could buy the rights to their, their cover version. of it. Get you know? them to change a couple words or it's something. It's got to be like just 30, 40 bucks. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> That's probably it. That's probably it. What's, your, soda. what's your website? Uh, you can reach me at provillain.com, but only if you know how to spell. Because if you spell it V-I-L-L-I-A-N, you're an idiot and you won't find me. Okay. V- villain <laughs> Damn, is not a word. you are a villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get, I get upset that at that. One. People are like, I sent you an email. Well, are you fucking stupid or did you spell it right? Because I didn't get it. And they're, oh, right, I-A-N, oops. You're yeah, awesome. I get hung up on spelling, too. It's a hot button issue for me. But an yeah. easier one to spell, you can also find me at bondageblowjobs.com, which is oh. relatively self-explanatory. Yeah. Also, Barack Obama's website. Yes, uh, yes. Just and so is, happens. Is most wanted. <laughs> yeah, they share it. Yeah. <laughs> the bottom Or no, right he's bondageblowjobs.org. I'm right. sorry. That's, right. That's, That's right. That was wrong. We I had was a wrong disagreement, there. he and I. And yeah, we sure. We flipped a coin. You got .com. You won. Yeah. He's I, a nice guy that way. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To boost the economy. After the whole thing with the Secret on Service, both. he owed me one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, likes to play God. both sides of the... But I've been good. Business has been uh, good. Role I, play. I, I, most of my money comes from custom videos where somebody with a lot more money than me writes me a note and says, I want you to hire this girl and here's the script I wrote and I want you to do it in this setting. So and you create specific fantasy videos. I produce the video for him. He's, he gives me all the money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I keep the rights, so it's like perfect. It's like having a well, like, that's great. It's like having your own de Medici's or something. It's sure. like an art patron. Are females ever? Uh, do they ever seek you out for this sort yes. of work? I have had female customers. Oh, okay. Not not nearly yeah. as many. Okay, it's mostly guys. But uh-huh. I, I Let's have talk about had... your story. Oh my god, I got published. This yeah. is the coolest fucking thing. I I happen to notice that I have a lot of uh, authors following me on Twitter, mm-hmm. which I still argue there's no point to Twitter, but I, that's not true, obviously. Uh, but at the time there was, and I, I'm looking at all these, all these write. I write BDSM erotica or whatever, and it's like that's great that you're following me. But you know what? Write something with me in it. <gasps> all these people that are following me, write something. And like two or three people said, "I'll do that," and then didn't. And then this one woman did. She mm-hmm. wrote a full-on novel with me in it. Oh, yeah. Whoa. She's that's like, so I want to cool. do a thing on the on Red Riding Hood as a as a BDSM bondage tale, and I want you to be Tim the Woodman in the story. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Like, Tell me Great. some of your favorite things that you do and what would make it more like you. And then she wrote this fucking story. Yeah. I was like, holy cool. crap. That is that so is cool. So awesome. You can get it on Kindle. It's on, it's, What's you can get it, it on Amazon. Uh, it's called The Taming of Red Riding. Huh. Yeah. It's totally awesome. The That's author's cool. name is Shelby Cross and you can find her on Twitter, I guess, yeah. if you look for Shelby Cross. That is a wonderful honor. Yeah. So yeah. I got, yeah, I'm like, holy yeah. shit, I'm in a story. That's, you have a cameo. That's totally cool. <laughs> Totally cool. I want to be a cameo one day. That's yeah. Fantastic. I have that's a couple great. of friends who publish bigger novels and I keep bugging them. You know, just stick me in there somewhere. Yeah. Let me get shot by a detective or something. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> um, I was chatting with Ben Acker, who uh, writes for the Thrilling Adventure Hour, which is one of our podcasts on the network. There you go. And we were chatting about um, you know, fan fiction of mm-hmm. the podcasts. And, and I could tell that he was kind of slyly trying to 
milk me for information about like Dave and me just to like see if there was something there for like a fan just because we're like we're we have a very we, he's awesome and hilarious but like we were like trying to like figure out different plot points and I was like I'm not giving you anything <laughs> but, like, but it was just funny because I could tell that his writer wheels were turning like can I create something hilarious here and I'm like nah. but I'll tell him anything he wants to know Jesus. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's get da- let's get down to business, let's everyone. Do. Fabulous. I have brought you here mm-hmm. tonight to talk about at great expense. She put us up in a, ho- in a hotel, <laughs> bought us a five star dinner. Um, yeah, it's been fantastic. Limousine, so helicopter loud. ride. Yeah, you can I don't hear think, that, I don't right? Think yeah, actually. So you brought us here at great expense and personal effort because we talked. Okay, we talked about hardcore role play a mm-hmm. while ago. Last we were here, we were talking rape, rape fantasy role play. It and was awesome. Uh, we're recording this, you know, autumn is here, Halloween is around the corner, um, and something, and there's a little bit more sexy in the air, and I was like, oh, I want to get into something kind of fun and sexy, and, uh, I was recently dating someone who opened my eyes to, like, just really spontaneous role play, Mm -hmm. because there was this playfulness about it, and so we would just, like, we went glasses shopping, and suddenly it was like, you know, because when you glasses shop, you have to kind of take a fresh take on someone mm-hmm. uh, every time and you just look at them with these new glasses and so we just started pretending like we'd never met each other before over and yep. over again and yep. it was the most fun ever it was just role play is a great way to be playful uh, with a partner or just someone you're flirting with mm-hmm. um, absolutely and I know you two are like the bosses of role play yes that's right we have employees and uh, <laughs> we draw a salary <laughs> kind okay of. that's not true but we really are pretty awesome at role play yeah. Yeah. that's what we do what we love. We do. In fact, my class is coming up. I totally right. forgot. I do have something oh. to plug. The, the rape fantasy role play class that I teach mm-hmm. whenever somebody feels like having me teach it. Yep. And, and they usually pay me with a pat on the back. But it's nice that they do it at all. Huh. It's coming up. It's going to be in North Hollywood at Threshold. Yeah. yeah. So October oh, yeah. 27th at 7 p.m. See how I did that? I liked it. You did a good job. Right. I'm going to be in San Francisco there. talking about... Uh, oh, yeah. that's okay. We'll hold it for you. Just it's let us know when you're back. Okay. No, I've been to your rape I know. That's where we met. But so, yeah. how, how do people, I mean, because, okay, like, Chris Hardwick was on our anniversary show, and we talked about, you know, maybe some, uh, you know, Time Lord, Doctor Who role play, but uh, he was under the impression, as a lot of people are, that if you're going to role play, you must go out and buy costumes, and you must pre-plan you know it, and you is? must have a script. You know what that is? is because at least now, when you say role play, people immediately say, they say LARP. Yeah. Which I'm given to understand is an acronym, live action role play. But it implies that you're creating a whole world with rules and and somebody telling you plot lines and you're acting out an entire story. So role play as a term has changed to connote that when it used to just mean let's pretend. Right. So, Although if you're interested in costumes and stuff, this is a great time of year to try to collect some of those yeah. because oh, yeah. now everything's out. So whether you're going to thrift stores or you're going to the Halloween stores or anything like that, you know, try to hit up the sales and try to get things if you want to add costumes in or if you just want to add in, uh, you know, terrap clothes and props and stuff like that. It's true. We talked about it last time, time we were that. here. Is go to the thrift store anytime. Go to the thrift store, and for two dollars, yeah. you can get yourself a nice silk shirt with a stain or a button missing. And who cares then when you rip it? Huh. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I need more ripping clothing. Hell yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. Good to have rip up clothing. Destruction. Yeah, yeah. Hold, I go there hold on to you know, hold on to the hosiery that has the run in it or whatever, mm-hmm. because that can be the stuff that gets torn up. Mm-hmm. And and ripped off of you. Yeah. You might you not know, wear so it out anymore, but mm-hmm. wear or, it use it or, or use it to tie up someone, or use it to tie somebody yeah, up, totally. or yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, so much fun. Yeah, That's it's funny. Really great thrift advice. stores hold on to their more costumey stuff for the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They so sure it's do. only out now. And 
I mean, I hate to like plug a commercial source, but Fredericks of Hollywood, their sale rack after Halloween and after the holiday season is a gold mine of oh, cheap absolutely. lingerie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a way to go. I mean, a lot of places don't have access to sex toys, but often they'll at least have a lingerie store. Mm-hmm. Right. Or um, or they're not. And, and you have to shop. think of, you know, maybe not think of the standard sex toys like vibrators and butt plugs and dildos and things, but you have to think of things like what we call pervertibles. Ooh, which pervertibles. pervertibles. Is, I like that. This. That sounds like a weird candy. <laughs> You know, is that everyday object that now has been turned into a sex toy. Sure. So whether that's a hairbrush or whether that's a spatula or whether that's a wooden spoon or whether that's a ruler. Yeah, or... you can go to the 99 cent store and get a really nice collection of wooden spoons. Mm-hmm. And if you break them across somebody's ass, you just go buy another one for 99 cents. What else is there? Okay, there's all the things to <laughs> smack someone with. Well, there's egg beaters, but we don't recommend that for beginners. Egg beaters? But totally even, okay, I'm all like, even I've of, considered uh, egg beaters. I'm like, there must be some oh. sexy purpose for this. But think of all the, you know, I mean, even if you're just using the tines of a fork or you're using, a, you know, put a spoon in the freezer. Mm-hmm. You put that in certain places or on certain places all of a sudden. You, you get, get the reaction. Yeah. I don't know what, what you mean. You get the spoon. You've been a naughty person. You get the spoon. Even if you put it against someone's no mouth, there you get a reaction. No spoon. <laughs> um, you know, ice. Uh, All that fun stuff. You can these are good toys. things with these. These are good yeah. toys. Your refrigerator is full of toys. And the vegetable section. Provided you yeah. clean properly. And Pro- sure provided they're clean properly. And, and, yeah, and nice be careful of, of where you're putting them. <laughs> Gotta love some lettuce, man. Yeah, man. Really into lettuce, cabbage, tomatoes. Up the nose. Wait, what are we talking about? Protein (laughs) style. Animal style. (laughs) Protein style and animal style is an in and out burger joke uh, in case you live in. Wait, what is protein style? Is protein style no bun? Exactly. They wrap it in lettuce. lettuce. I didn't know about protein style. Yeah. In and out has a hidden menu. Is what yes. we're talking about. This whole website's dedicated to the hidden menu at In and Out that you can't find printed anywhere. But what's but the we biggest? Digress. Just well, uh, <laughs> you know what? Sure, I, uh, that's fine. Crispy. What, what I was going to ask what the biggest uh, In and Out burger you've eaten was. This is not related <laughs> to what we're talking about at all. Four by four. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did a five by five once. Did you five what? by five? Yeah. I'm bothered, but yeah, it was wonderful. I've never that's, gotten past just the regular cheeseburger. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Five Single meat cheeseburger. Five, five meat, five, five cheese. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if other burger places around the country and around the world will do these things, but if so, follow your dream, guys. You could technically <laughs> get as many as you wanted. Yeah. You know? Yes. I don't know. Could you Certainly. get like a sixteen by sixteen? I'm sure if you asked at the right place, you're exactly. willing to pay for it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll let, you. Sure they'll let yeah. you do it. I should totally. That's do the that. dream. That's the American dream. Sixteen right by there. sixteen. Yeah, yeah, to eat that and die immediately. Yeah, you yeah. What's the role much. play you do with that? I don't know. Like the you grease your hair back and you pretend you're at a fifties diner. Yeah. Or you could put the entire burger into your pussy. I guess you could do that. Uh, I don't know that I would recommend that. No, that there are some health issues. <laughs> it's no longer role play. Now we're just into right. Well, I, know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you're playing some now, character, now, but the character is. You're interested in those sensations. I mean, I suppose you could like put it in the bathtub and roll around in it if that's really what <laughs> right. you're into. You know, that's sensation I'd, play I'd though. Maybe put your hair up. Role play. Cheese in my hair like is Bob not an idea. I first. Like. Sure. Sure. I'm starting to think of just like kitchen stuff because we talked about vegetables and then burgers. But then I, I ran across um, 
this product called spanking powder, which is just, it's like a, just a powder really. But so when you spank someone, these poofs of smoke come up. <laughs> oh, just, that's so cool. Oh, that's funny. It's just like, it'd be fun to play like Baker. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. In about a it's month, you're going to see that in a video on yeah. my site. I'm totally oh, going to do it. you're going to do it? That's I will totally But that could be unsanitary or something. Maybe? I don't know. But I just think of like a flower, like flower, just flowering yeah, someone, true. you know, mm-hmm. just, yeah. Totally do it. so funny. Yeah. Oh, well, yay. I said something new. No yeah, one's you, you got me. I had not heard that one before. It was some fancy no. French company. Like, it sure. had all these, like, butt caress cream and the Nestle spanking Nestle Tollhouse. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. We'll have to look for that. Spanking powder. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. Why not? Uh, but, so yeah, role play doesn't have to be something that you spend two hours preparing for. One of my favorite games we ever played, and we did this one. I'm disclosing reality here. We were sitting on the sofa watching TV. I don't think we were wearing anything we're just sitting on the sofa and cuddling. Not, we're not naked, just in regular old clothes. And I looked around and I felt like, Jesus, you know, this is kind of like high school. Because the TV's on and nobody's here. And I just whispered in her ear, we have two hours before your parents get home. And just like that, we started playing an it. innocent, virginal, seduction kind of a high school game. No forethought, no costumes, no props. Just the TV on, watching MASH or whatever the hell was on. And just giggling in each other's ears. And then, like, I'm trying to convince her to go further and further. And she's, like, giggling and shy about it. And we had a whole, like, oh, a virgin so seduction cool, game. Oh, that is so cool, man. So cool. No effort required. We just boom, and, yeah. and went with it. If you've ever done an improv acting class, and if you're in L.A., you have, <laughs> you're already used to role play. You know? It doesn't have to re- rely on mm-hmm. props and tools. <laughs> And right now, actually, there's a couple listening to the show taking yes. off their guar costume. And I think what what goes along with that, I mean, what you learn in an improv class or an acting class applies really well to sexual role play, is or even just what you learn playing on the playground as a kid. You know, when you're just sort of making up that game, you're not actually playing dodgeball, but you're sort of making up this game that includes this ball. Right, Calvin Ball. Is that part of what you have to do with that is you have to, one, trust the other people that you're playing with, two, allow the rules to be flexible. So Mm -hmm. you can say, well, when I go this then this is what happens you know you know that kid playing of well but then i have the superpower that lets me do this right and and we all play along with that we believe it and then we say well (laughs) but then i can do this thing that counters your superpower and blah 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 so each person builds upon the last thing right and uh no one says no like you have to be game you have to trust uh, accept the other person yes and you mean you can say it doesn't mean yeah Uh, i mean certainly you can stay within your your safe boundaries i didn't mean like you can't say no like uh, no 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 Oh, so you never say yet no. another. But, but we never but yet, negate one another. But have you actually taken an improv class? Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah, yeah. So the uh, yes and, like Dave just said, where mm-hmm. you can't, you're not supposed to negate. Yeah, if, right. if you create part of reality, like now we're underwater. It's like yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. We're super exactly. heroes underwater. You're hot underwater. We've all right. yeah. You just go. With and it. now we're sea monkeys having sex. And there we go. We've all yeah. so easy. Lines. <laughs> Great. There are a lot of sea monkeys in the sea. A lot, a whole lot. What if someone I'm has start saying that instead of fish? Like someone has a specific fantasy that they're like, I've always wanted to oh. fuck a sea monkey. That's very small. I'm just oh. looking for that it's okay. right you girl. You pretend you're that small. In the fantasy, you could be a giant. Sea you monkey. could be anything. Yeah, be a huge sea monkey. Or you can pretend that you are that size, and everything around you is big. Oh. There you oh. go. There you go. But. Wow. Which has cool. nothing to do I with like what you were about to ask. <laughs> no, it's okay. I suddenly thought we're of We're in danger Spongebob's of starting program. a conversation about Mario Brothers, honestly. <laughs> uh, 
It could happen. Hey, you could fantasize about that. Rescue the princess. Actually, yeah, that that would be an awesome role play. You know, it's time to eat your mushroom. You're so That is so silly. Oh my god. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Yeah. Pudgy little Italian plumbers turn you on, then go get one. Hey, suspenders actually. Suspenders. That too. Yeah, and the little hat. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so if you have one that you actually, you it's like, I've always had this fantasy. How do I go about it? Is that where you were? Right. Like uh, someone listening, let's say they've just always wanted to, had a thing for their English teacher. And Mm. so they want to play student and they've got, you know, someone they've been dating for, you know, Mm. nine months or so. And, and it's just something that they've never been able to, or just felt comfortable bringing it up with someone. I can, and there's been no role play type play. It's all been very like in the moment. Here we are in the bedroom together. How do you start integrating playfulness so that you can maybe work up to that kind of fantasy? How do you just reveal it? Like, hey, can we now do this? Like, what? There's one single most important thing is that you don't do that in the bedroom first. You do it over coffee somewhere, nowhere near the bedroom, mm-hmm. where it's not threatening to the other person. And they have time to have the knee-jerk negative reaction and then reconsider. Mm-hmm. Bring it up in bed and they flinch. You're never going to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. But if over eggs... Or over your lunch break or whatever, you say, God, you know, this is weird, but I've always had this fantasy. And I don't know if that's something you'd ever want to do or not, but this is a fantasy I've always had. And here's what turns me on about it. Then they have at least until that night, if not that weekend or whenever they feel like it, to come back to it and say, well, yeah, that, that thing you were talking about before, let's talk about this some more. You've got to present it in an unthreatening, not right while you're both naked way, so that rejection is less of a danger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You're going to say something even more profound. She's, she's no, thinking. No, I, I, she's I thinking. think you're correct. And I think part of that, too, is if if you haven't brought it up yet, if, if you haven't done anything along those lines, then, yeah, you want to make sure that you're as non-threatening as possible about it because you don't want that immediate rejection and you don't want to suddenly have this other person going, oh, they want me to do what? Because maybe it hasn't even occurred to them or maybe it is something they'd really like to do but because you're sort of blindsiding them with it suddenly in the moment you're not going to get the positive reaction that you want Um, but I think if it's sort of been discussed like you haven't actually done anything but you've sort of talked about fantasies that you've had um, I think a good way to start to approach it is as you're getting close to closer to the moment of actually doing something. You like say, make out time? Yeah, you know, to say, you know, so. let's pretend. Mm. Do the kid thing. Let's pretend. Can we pretend that you're the teacher and I'm the student? And then it can all be verbal. You and don't have to can, put on the stockings or anything. You can just say, oh, oh, you, did you do your homework or whatever? And you can start mm. to just verbally play the game and that'll get, because sex happens in your head anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. We all know that anyway. So sure. if you don't have the props handy or haven't bought the wardrobe, but like she says, if you're like, oh, let's just pretend real quick. That's a lot less threatening and you don't feel like you got to perform. It's just something you're both exploring. I like that. I like being able to. I don't think I've ever actually said that. Like, let's pretend you're this and I'm that. Because sure you did. You just did it in third grade. Mm-hmm. It was well before sex, but we all did that, right? I'm I'm Princess Leia now, or I'm you know Jabba, or whatever the fuck it is. You, you can just say, "All right, let's go." I'm Superman, and you're Lex Luthor, or whatever the fuck it is. When you're a kid, that's not a problem. You just say, "Let's pretend," and you start playing. Now we're grownups; our genitals work, and we can do that, but with <laughs> sex too. <laughs> My it's the same game. Work. Yeah, <laughs> I really like what you just said. I never heard anyone say uh, sex happens in your head. I had never heard yeah. that before. I like. I really like that. Yeah. Totally your true. It does. Yeah. I like, literally had it never really thought of it does. that way. But yeah, of course it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And definitely the best sex happens in your head. Sure. Absolutely. We all joke is what happens between your ears and not between your legs. It's re- I mean, obviously what happens between your legs is usually it's, a fundamental it, part of what's going on. It's necessary. Sure. The arousal <clears throat> really. But almost easier. all of the de- desire, arousal, all of that all starts out in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's clear. Well, comfortability, you know? Oh, oh yeah. All of that stuff. And, it, and it's clear. I mean, you know, when we talk about someone, let's talk about somebody who actually does not have physical sensation in their genital area, which mm-hmm. there are people who don't. Does that mean they can't orgasm? Absolutely not. They can certainly orgasm. And some of them have been able to relearn how to orgasm from other parts of their body hmm. because it's in their head. Jesus, wow. Martin. Jesus so like you can stuff. actually. <laughs> well, I've heard of that. You know, you, and I've, the genitals never, don't have to be a part of it in order for orgasm to happen. I've never talked to anyone specifically about how someone has learned to do that because that'd be cool to be like you know, touch my arm oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can learn it but you could learn it it's conditioning it's, condi- it, it's basic conditioning oh, you can learn really it fun. Mm-hmm. you could learn it I mean you know people who are hyper, hyper um, orgasmically responsive and can orgasm mm-hmm. from like touching their elbow whatnot, which or holding perfectly still there uh-huh. are people who can climax without moving they can just lie down, close their eyes, and after a couple of minutes, they can give themselves an orgasm totally from their minds. Magic people. Magic people. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it, but I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I've yeah. tried to do that. I've tried to do that a handful of times and have been unsuccessful. Yeah, it's kind of the Tootsie Pop thing. Three legs mm-hmm. and fuck it, I'm biting this thing. <laughs> totally. Exactly. <laughs> if you watch me try and do that for about five minutes, after five minutes, you'll see me go, Never mind. Yeah, yeah. it's just usually It's like after a while, you just want to have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. But you can certainly at least train yourself to have other parts of your body be orgasmic. Um, you know, you were talking about like the spanking powder and stuff, and, and along, you know, in a way that's sort of silly, but if. The idea is, I mean, there's certainly people who can orgasm from a spanking without any genital or anal touch happening. Um, wow. Now, I've done that. Really? To others. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have delivered an orgasmic spanking. Wow, that's fucking awesome. so cool. Now, part of it is, well, your ass is near your genitals, and it's mm. technically kind of a part no, of your genitals. No, no, it's not. So in bringing all the blood flow there and bringing all that heat there and that sensation there, mm-hmm. you can certainly generate an orgasm. You want to remove the watermelon first, though. <laughs> it, no, I don't. It'd be Call back. No, I don't. <laughs> but, I like um, it there. But for example, <laughs> it's also easy to transfer that sensation to some other part of your body. Yeah. So if you have another part of your body that you really like to have touched and can over time kind of connect that to an orgasm, so get that part of your body touched while you're being given an orgasm, oh, like while you're bringing yourself, right, that classical works? conditioning, That's works. Crazy. Oh, <laughs> totally <laughs> works. I just wouldn't have thought that works because... Totally works. In that situation, it seems like my penis has a brain. You know what I mean? Uh, you can so convince it'll remember. That while, is so while funny. You're orgasming, like stroke your stroke forearm, whatever you want to stroke. Dig your nails into something, or uh-huh. like do something. And if you do it enough times, right? If you, it, oh yeah, I didn't thought about the Pavlovian I'm, thing uh-huh. in that specific way. It's See, neat, she's all smart and stuff. She reads know, books. I'm gonna start jerking off during meetings with my boss. <laughs> 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 Depending on your boss, <laughs> like. 
Hey, I mean, you know, he'll be work. he'll be cool. I he'll think your cool. boss listens to this. Yeah, he does. He loves this. So, uh, boss, uh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> now that might, of course, create a conditioned response in him as well, which would be interesting sure, to see. Sure. Well, that response could be orgasmic, or it could be him him, him punching me. Right. So, well, I mean, that joke was not actually about my boss because my boss is cool. It was about the there idea right. of the generic shitty boss yes. whose meetings you don't enjoy being in, and the, then I wanted to come in them. So I guess maybe, uh, what what do I hate in my life? Not many things. So, uh, uh, dentists. Every time you hear a dentist, every time I see a Chick Fil A, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. If I could make seeing the Chick Fil A logo make me come, well then I'd be a walking contradiction. Actually, <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah, that'd be an odd. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah. That makes the brain hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. That's a weird paradox. Wow. So okay. Um, Bring it back to role play because oh, there you. is something really hot. <laughs> there is something really. I mean, there are lots of ways to kind of increase the sexual charge between two people, and sure. role play is one of them. And there's something very sort of fresh and alive that happens when you really just give yourself into being playful. Um, and, or I guess it's how that increase in sexual arousal can happen through role play and possibility of orgasm. During role play, not necessarily when like the genitals are being stimulated. I don't know. Do you, can you talk on that? Like, you know, Tim, you'd said that you've brought people to orgasm through spanking. Oh, she has too. That's not just me. Okay. Emily's done. Oh, that. You I've done super oh, yeah. We're 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 tra- trained professionals, though. You know. Well, I think I think part of what and you were talking about this. I, I need to um, about I need like trying help. on the glasses, right? Why, okay. So I think what role play brings is a freshness to a relationship that can only ever happen once, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can only ever meet this person for, for the, the first, first time, time once. Mm-hmm. But now in a role play situation, now you get to meet this person for the first time again. You get to have the first kiss again. You get mm-hmm. to have that first experience with someone again. Um, but now, in a way, it's even better because it's someone who's safe. It's mm-hmm. someone who you already know what buttons to push. You know, And you, not you, to push. And not mm-hmm. to push. And so, you, so that stuff's been dealt with and negotiated. So now you can really enjoy that first experience as a new person in a new character, in a new situation. Um, yeah. And yet have it be even better. And we've talked yeah. about this last time we were here, I'm sure, because it's certainly specific to rape role play, but really to any role play. A lot of what makes it so hot is that you're giving yourself permission to be wild because it's not you. Mm-hmm. It's a character you're playing. This isn't really me doing this. And thus you are free to explore things that maybe you wouldn't or the you that you show to the world wouldn't. So it, it, I think that's a lot of why it's so easy to get so turned on doing role plays because you're exploring the forbidden in a safe environment. Yeah. You can be whatever it is. I, so, find, it, I find it really freeing when you have... You know, you get to be wild and you get to have that freshness mm-hmm. and you get to explore power, like power dynamics is such a specific phrase to use. But if you, whatever, let's say you're dating someone and you two met a certain way mm-hmm. and there's, let's say you were coworkers and one person chased after the other. And there's always that story of that you have in that relationship of who liked who more and how did that all happen? And then suddenly you can suddenly make it a completely different power dynamic and a different relationship. And you can be the stranger who has devious like thoughts or you can be the innocent person, even though you were totally like the, you know, person who was chasing after the other person in real life. Mm -hmm. Like you get to kind of play with all those different things. Absolutely. 
the thing I would I don't know this is really true, but I'm going to go out on a limb because who's going to contradict me? Probably one of the most popular role play scenarios that couples experiment in is the strangers. Mm-hmm. And you'll go to your local bar, and one of you go there ten minutes earlier and order a drink. Maybe even let people hit on them, and then mm-hmm. the other one shows up, and there's a sudden spark, and the two of you pretend you've never met. Mm-hmm. And you can say, "Oh no, I'm an entertainment lawyer in Beverly Hills, or whatever." And yes, you get to change who was attracted to whom first, or how you might have gone, or how flirty or coy do you want to be, and be this whole other person. Uh, and then your partner also gets a whole other person they're not normally with, who, who for all they know, actually does do the dishes. And mm. it'll be a whole hot, <laughs> whole new scenario. Hot is, is the throwback to. Actually, there's nothing subliminal there. We both do the dishes all the oh. time, so that's, wow. that's, that's not a jab or nothing. Okay, in my I, life, I got nothing to jab at. She's perfect. Oh, <laughs> that is adorable. Is I, I can't. There's nothing to to pick at. I so love sweet. The, the, you guys are so like, ooh, rape role play class. I'm a villain. Yeah. Oh, we're so cute. And we love each other. <laughs> it's yeah. only true. You guys are so actually, we're going on 17 years. Yeah. Maybe 17 oh, years in so December. Cool. Wow. Happy, Happy anniversary. Years. Thank you. Yeah. It's of whatever weird. this is. We've I don't been know. Doing. Whatever this is. Yeah. It seems to be working. <laughs> we'll we'll have to keep trying this. We'll keep at it a while longer. Oh, keep practicing. Totally. Um, Taking it back to like props and things, just mm-hmm. an inspiration for people. Anything. I, this is again, uh, this is more on the rapey side, but you can, but just for example, uh, I was in the bedroom one evening, we were getting ready for bed and I saw a letter opener sitting on the dresser. Uh-huh. That's not even sharp, so you can play with it a little more roughly, they can, for the, mm-hmm. for the, but it looked like a knife. So I picked it up and I grabbed her from behind and held it up to her neck and we started acting <laughs> out the stranger breaking into your bedroom fantasy and it went great. But just because I saw, ooh, look at this, I'm going to play with this and picked it up and we started playing with it. Okay, let's start throwing random props at them. Water okay. bottle, what do you do? Oh my God, we've been jogging for days. <laughs> <laughs> Pour this all over your hot, sweaty cell. <laughs> or we're in the middle of the desert. This is the only water there is. This is the only what w- are you willing to do for it? <gasps> right. Oh. Wow. What are you oh, to man, do for I'm going to try to stump so you guys. Uh, a box you of Christmas lights. How about that? You are going to be my special decoration, and you're going to stand still while I decorate you and make you very pretty. <laughs> that character <laughs> is an insane person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at Nothing that. Nothing wrong one. with insanity. No, no, sure. See, now that's a perfect, great femdom idea of what to do oh, with the absolutely. Christmas lights. For me, it was the I can't cut these things up. Fine, fuck it, and throw it on the ground, and then get punished for doing such a bad job putting up the Christmas lights. Uh-huh. But that's a little <laughs> bit of childhood regression there. So. Sure, sure. That's where I would have gone too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Totally or maybe it. being rewarded for for doing a good for job. for doing it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, the getting punished mm-hmm. with. Because you've you know something really hard or something impossible that you can't do, and then being punished with something that secretly actually you do really like, and like yeah. oh you've been bad, you get the spoon. I love right. it. I secretly love the spoon. Hell yeah. I think right. today we learned <laughs> that uh, Sandra has a spoon She's thing. Got a spoon thing. <laughs> That's all right. Totally fine. Actually, funny enough, I do of all the utensils. I love spoons. And she's also really? trying really hard to work soup. up a reaction to being scratched on the arm because she keeps saying, "Touch the arm and see what goes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arm, arm, or like earlobe pull. That'd be kind of cool. Kind of baseball. Throw us another one. This is right. She's oh, into yeah. arms, spoons, <laughs> ears. Oh, uh, milk crate. Milk crate. Milk crate. Oh, you can't put somebody in a milk crate. It's too small. Well, it's, uh, it's super stand? easy to be the milk man. Yeah. Ooh. And just with a crate alone, say, boom, boom, I got your milk here. Oh, will you bring that inside for me? Oh, what a nice house you have, Mrs. Smith. And boom, you got the stranger seduction fantasy with the milkman. 
That's an easy one. Not right. that anyone these days knows what a milkman is. Well, that's anymore, a good but point. I just like, saw, what is a milkman? Why <laughs> do you enough. call it milk crate? I just crate? saw a plastic crate it on is the interesting. ground. Or if you have the plastic crate, you have the milk crate, and you're saying, wow, I just moved into my yeah, dorm. Totally. Yeah, totally. Could you help me move these things? Well, I'm your resident advisor. I'm not supposed to be in the girls' room. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. This is a good game. How long have you worked at Pottery Barn? It is a great Pottery Barn. (laughs) (laughs) I just I don't think I've been in Pottery Barn. I just think they sell milk crates. Um, One would think. think So I'm. I would would be bad at role play just because I don't know anything about the world. Maybe. Yeah. Um, All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I think this is kind of an easy one. Yeah, I'm having a great time. Uh, We could do this all night. Jump rope. A jump rope. Well, I All right, we're going to bring up some childhood <laughs> issues for Emily, <laughs> who in fact was tied up by her brother with jump ropes and yeah. threw in the closet. closet. Not oh, that's not good. Whole lot, yeah. And apparently so, there were sweat socks involved. So would, yeah. would that be on your no list of a definite no that you uh, play with? You wouldn't use it on me. Okay. But that doesn't mean I won't use it on you. Right. So if the jump rope's there, you're getting tied up with it. Okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> that, that's something interesting. Like, but I, you can also use, I mean, you can use it that way. You can use it as a whip. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use it as an innocent thing. Now you're two innocent kids on the sure. playground. If you want, if you want to be safe but brutal, yeah. you can be a marine dr- drill sergeant saying you're going to keep jumping rope till you throw up there, and then the other person says maybe I could do something else to uh, <laughs> to get out of this punishment. <laughs> sure. But yeah, if you want to get super dark and creepy with two consenting adults, there's no reason you can't pretend one of these nine. Mm-hmm. I just freaked out your entire audience, but it's totally true. No. I can pretend not the entire audience. There's at least one guy that's like, you can wait, pre- really? You can pretend age play as much as you want. They call sure. it littles. It's a real thing. Hey, innocence is Go a very right hot thing. It, it brings on the freshness mm-hmm. of uh, budding sexuality. Right. or And in know. that way, you're not actually breaking any laws or harming anyone or doing anything mm-hmm. unconsensual. And you totally can be the creepy old man perving on the schoolgirl or creepy old woman perving on the schoolboy, whatever you like. I'm not here to judge. Okay. Jump rope. That is difficult for me to... I'm upping the stakes. All right. Stakes. The two people involved with this prop are a very tired married couple, male, female, who had a baby about six months ago and are exhausted. They're in the kitchen. Okay? They're really tired. You know, because you're tired when you... Okay, so they're in parents. Chances are there's no sex happening tonight, but let's say. Okay, but the (laughs) the baby is asleep currently. Prop is baby bottle. Boy. Mike. Well, you uh, pick up the bottle and feed the baby. Is that, <laughs> is that good? Am I good at this? Oh, but then I'm I'm curious because some people have weird things around when there's they there actually are that parents is a tough one and then the like the so baby close to a non-sexual item. Exactly. Yeah, I think the that would be difficult so to do. I think that might be a difficult one for people to to wrap their heads around. It doesn't mean you can't do it. Um, and certainly a you know there's adult baby fetish which is big and all of that kind of stuff. Although again, for a recently but parent for couple, a recently parent couple, my guess is they probably wouldn't go there. But um, I know what I know what you could do. I know a couple things you can do, actually, with a baby bottle like that. First of all, one of you is now the babysitter. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And the other one might be saying, I don't know if this baby bottle is the right temperature or not. Well, you just test it out, and you can be, like, licking the bottle and being all seductive with it and saying, oh, you mean like this? Could well be that one of you filled it with bourbon when the (laughs) other one wasn't looking. Ooh, that baby bottle. (laughs) <laughs> the special baby bottle. So there, I can, I can, I can, can work. Still do it. I can even work a baby bottle. Yeah, that babysitter, disgusting I Babysitter <laughs> fetish, I think, is a big thing. That's I think you're right one. there. Yeah. yeah. Speaking if of pornography, has taught me anything. Oh my right. god. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oddly enough, I've never gone there. I have never, never shot watched? babysitter porn. Oh, I've oh. watched it. Hell oh. yeah. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Just because I work in the business doesn't mean I don't watch porn. 
but I've never actually filmed a babysitter routine. Oh, really? Yeah, you'd think that'd be an obvious one. And yeah, I never, totally. Just it's like one of the most have. common ones, I think. I'm yeah. actually, this is going to sound weird, I'm not that into youth as an attractive commodity. No, I'm not either. It doesn't worked sound with, weird. I've worked with 20-year-old girls, and honestly, they just everyone's different, but the majority of them don't seem to know their ass from their elbows. I'd rather work with somebody my own age. It's a weird thing, actually, that I see. It, like, yeah, it's a turnoff for me. They'll, like, they'll take like a, a 30-year-old woman or 25 and put her in pigtails and purposely make her look young, and I'm not into that in the least. Although pigtails as handlebars are nice, but the looking young they part, are. not so much. Yeah. Right. You're rocking as some I pigtails As I sit here today. with some pigtails. Right, you are. Yeah. See, as someone who's been age 30 since the age of 10, basically, <laughs> I'm all about innocence play, but I'd be the one aging down because for me, it's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the victim is okay. cathartic. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. You don't have to do anything. You can sit back and be taken care of. Yeah, but or, you can also play a more active taken. role. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. You can be the Lolita temptress right. trying to say, uh, you know, if you're if I don't ever tell or your you wife about this, back. you're going to have to give mm. me a whole lot of money while I sit in your lap yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Monopoly money. That's a great prop right there. Ooh. Oh yeah. So Monopoly many ways that can go. Okay, yeah. I have the ultimate. Um, okay, because you just think like the most boring things, like the things we hate, like a you know, trip to the DMV or like you know, stuff like that. Um, credit card application, junk mail. Oh well, that that's really easy. Um, you can do you can do something if you're doing it with a credit card application and mailman. say mailman. Well, you can either do the mailman fantasy um, or you can do the uh, look. I've just filled this out and I put your name on it. and It's your account. And what are you going to do? You know, are you willing Identity to do theft role play? Right. Are you willing to do something <laughs> to get this back from me, or am I going to send it in? And I get to use, uh, I'm going to max it out. See, she's all academic. People don't realize she's every bit of twisted. <laughs> so we have um, like sort of uh, criminal type, like blackmail mm-hmm. type You can do a blackmail thing. Or you can do a dom, th- you know, a, a femdom thing of you're going, you're going to buy me things. Or else you won't or get your Or else you won't yeah. get what you want. You won't get your spanking. You won't get your whipping. Or even if, or you won't get your blowjob. It doesn't have bl- to be spanking right. and whipping. Mm-hmm. It can be regular, quote-unquote, vanilla sex mm-hmm. Under, mm-hmm. under coercion. Under duress, mm-hmm. coercion, yeah. Totally. Or it can be the other way of the, the other person saying, look, I'm going to give you a credit card, yeah. but... You want me to mail this in? Here's what you got to do, what sweetheart. Do you, what are you going to do for it? Okay. So we have coercion and we have reward. Mm-hmm. A um, lot of coercion in these fantasy things. The erotic well, carrot in the stick. <laughs> <laughs> we have age play things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we have? We had power, like occupational power. But oh. think stuff about like, you know the best role minute, play. Sure. There's a conflict, mm-hmm. just like the best improv, right? The sure. best role play is a conflict, and mm-hmm. so I mean you can certainly do things where both people are consenting, and you can certainly do that kind of a thing. But if you want to heighten the stakes a little bit or make it a little bit more hot and sexy having some sort of conflict in there, something where yeah, one like person... power dynamic yeah, or something. Some, mm-hmm. Something where that power dynamic is, is getting shaken up Even a little bit. Even if you bit. both want it, but one person's holding back until you sign the receipt sure. or whatever. Some kind of a teasing power play, like you mm-hmm. said. But does, does one person have to be a bad person? No. No, 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 no. not at all. No. It can be... You know, this is odd, but in our personal lives, and be. again, I'm disclosing here, but in our personal lives, one of my big turn-ons that we keep going back to in role play is the courtesan. Mm-hmm. If anything from streetwalker to full five thousand dollar a minute uh, professional. I love that fantasy. So neither one of us is a bad person there. I'm just somebody different from me, 
mm-hmm. and she's somebody who's getting paid to be there. And we pull out the Monopoly money or whatever, and then mm-hmm. she is indulging my every fantasy, uh, and we're both playing these characters. And we'll probably ask, how did you come into this lifestyle? And, oh, what do you do for a living? And we'll just play an improv that ends up with uh, fantasy of sex for money. Mm. There's nothing sinister about it. Mm. I hope I didn't just disappoint my dozens no, 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 of no. listeners. <laughs> yeah. Or, you, or yeah, yeah, I mean, you can do something entirely mm. consensual. Of you know, let's say that you're taking a shower together. You know, you're a couple. You're taking a shower together, and now if one of them starts washing the other person and saying, you know, I'm going to, pre- I'm going to prepare you. I'm going to get you all clean and bathe you, and then I'll dry your hair and we'll get you dressed, and then we'll put you into bed and I'll service you. And it can be this entirely consensual. I'm going to lavish you Aww. by paying attention to you. You can do that. That's entirely consensual. Yeah. Go it's a role play. A worship. Sure. It, yeah, mm-hmm. you can be totally worshiping the person. And so you can bathe them. And That's you really can cool. Get them ready and you can dress them or undress mm-hmm. them, or, you know, whatever you want. King, lay them down. King or queen and willing. willing yeah. Willing servant. And you servant. Can, totally yeah. works. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. I'm much bigger that. into the coercion. I'm gonna personally. after we're done recording this, I'm gonna go ask someone for I that. I think you should. Yeah, thank you. You should. King for a day, the R rated sure. version. X rated version. Uh, any um, I got I'm gonna beat a challenge that you didn't even uh because you're like most oh, boring right. thing in the world DMV you know what you can do stuff for the DMV oh yeah you totally can in fact if we're at the airport or anywhere oh, we're in a long long boring it. line yeah we'll start looking and this isn't even sexual necessarily although you can spin it sexually is we'll look at the nearest person that's walking by and say tell me a story about him <laughs> yeah that's cool oh yeah that person's a spy They've I always time or whatever and you just start telling each other a story. Whenever I'm at an airport, I just fantasize about having <laughs> sex with everyone in the airport. I just, not everyone, All but at once? many, many people. Really? No, <laughs> at individual times, just like, eh, that's what I spend my time doing. Sure. Just Lots fantasizing about. Yeah, I, mean, I would you bet. Know, you have those five, five second fantasies of the various people walking through. And, and a flight attendant fantasy has got to be really common. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, and I need to do that more. And it's very, you know. <laughs> and now there's TSA to throw in there too. All right. Strip oh, a TSA fantasy. Strip that is hilarious. Right. A TSA fantasy. You're gonna yeah. find your watermelon. There's buddy. always some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's two callbacks. Two watermelon callbacks. Well done, sir. <laughs> I could almost be an improvisizer. So we are out of time. This has been Holy a lot shit, of fun. I thought wow, it'd been like yeah. Wow, that time totally. flew. Yeah, totally. But it's it's okay. I really appreciate you two coming out uh, again. Thank please anytime. let people know where to find you online or what, what's going on with you. You can find me positivesexuality.org. You can find me at provillain.com, but and only spell if you that spell shit right. Well. That's right. Only if you spell well. <laughs> I'll be your hype man. There you there go. We go. And we're also both on Twitter. I'm provillain yep. on Twitter. I'm B sex positive. Letter B. All sex right. positive. Well, that's cool. awesome. I'm Dave Ross. Dave to the Ross on Twitter. Dave to the Ross.com. And cool. I'm Sex Nerd Sandra. Sex Nerd at Sex Nerd Sandra. I don't do like the, the thing at the end. What was much? that weird email that you said was, uh, yeah, we were. <laughs> I will never at forget. Never let her live Sandra this down. At facebook.com or yeah, something. Yeah, it was weird. Like you can you can email me at facebook uh, at sexnerdsandra.mail. and I was like, "What are you talking what? about?" Like <laughs> sometimes I'm tired. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, and Emily and Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Dave. thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. Anytime, thank Dave. You, thank go you. team fun. Go team fun, Sandra. Go team fun, indeed. Bye bye. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.